cancer, basically. You can catch cancer. You know, and so... Yeah, the people who are... Yeah. I think that your diet, though, I think... And it's we're being funny about saying you can catch cancer, but right. diet is what can... I think that the way that we eat... Cause I've always wondered, like... Doesn't it seem like everyone's dying of cancer? Doesn't it seem like everyone's getting cancer? Just this week, I found out two people that I'm acquainted with that they're, they're like, yeah, one of them has stage four bladder cancer and the other oh, has no. stage something, a breast cancer. And I was like, this week, what is going on with the cancer? Yeah. I just feel like every. When did this... People didn't die. Did people die of cancer in the 1800s? That's, I mean, I guess No, they, they probably did. died and got it out of the gene pool quicker. Now, what it's an interesting facet is diet is not helping that as well as the fact that uh, people that are, are now living longer and living through cancer are then passing it on. So what we're it's, a, it's sort of a disadvantage of curing these diseases is instead of people uh, – actually, it's, of course it's a good thing. Instead of people dying off and not – giving them to children to pass on they are living through them yay and then they're passing them on to their next of kin and then it's going to stay in the gene pool not right. so yay actually sort of not so good and of course on top of that with the diet and the diet thing's interesting too because what we've done is taken advantage of what the body craves as everyone here I'm sure knows like sugar salts and fats what the body is very immediately seeking was found very naturally but in a very small degrees because it also came with all sorts of nutrients I want sugar I don't go get candy bar I get Berries. I get right. uh, fruits and vegetables. I don't need. I'm craving fat. Well, I don't go after a thing with uh, a thing of butter. I go after uh, maybe maybe animal uh, maybe animals and meat or protein or or, or uh, avocados or things that have right. uh, fats in them naturally that come with so much more that gave you and I crave salt. Well, you don't just eat salt or you don't just drink you know something salty and sweet all at once and that's it. You had something that had salt in it, electrolytes in it, and with it came 90% of that item, fruits, vegetables, etc. Were good for you. But now that we've sort of isolated the things we're craving just the salt sugar and fats and like make now now we have the thing called a twinkie right. uh, you're getting all that you crave and none of what's supposed to come with it was supposed to naturally balance out in nature right and uh. and we teach our children that it's okay to eat this every day it's, every day it isn't like and no one has any interest especially those that are selling it in telling you not to eat it because they're just buying it so why would we want to stop that right and when they sell these single serving, it makes me crazy when I see kids with a bag of chips and I'm like, that's a two and a half serving bag of chips. I know. Especially if they're like a toddler. Right. I see three-year-olds with a big-ass thing. Yeah, like, children, what? the most formative years. Right. Yeah. I saw a child drinking a fa orange Fanta and I walked by the parent and I was like, it's not, that's not orange juice. No. <laughs> it's that's, I, I, mean, mean, I would even go huge, farther and say the juice is a bigger issue too. Juice has become sugar. a problem. Juice is, yeah, because it's just sugar, sugar, sugar. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of juice over soda, don't get me wrong, but it's still very much sugar, sugar, sugar. What would yeah. be best is just eat the orange. Eat the orange, because then you get the fiber with the orange. Yep. See, some of these parents need to get hit, hit upside the head though too. What I have to they're, say. They're being lazy. For, for the way you raised your kids. See, this is why we need abortion. <laughs> Because Preach. parents do and killing your kids slowly. That's yeah, what right. you're basically doing, which is a form of child abuse. It is. The fact of the matter is just like you're you're feeding your kid that. You know something has to tell you that this is not good. I don't care if you don't have a, a high school education. You know that eat drinking all that Fanta is gonna rot well, your fucking teeth. We, we you can think look so. we can look this up too. In 1980, I think there was like one incidence of childhood diabetes. Like one or zero. Like the childhood diabetes didn't exist. Basically, type two child diabetes didn't exist in nineteen eighty. And suddenly You got kids. Ten with years later, right. <laughs> 1990, that it just all of a sudden it existed and then it went up. Kids with titties, by the way, the name of my high school band. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do we have did you, your your computer so I wonder, fast? Yeah. I wonder who's in charge of the FDA. Who's going to be taking that job? Oh God. Yeah. Probably the Koch brothers. Ha-ha. Um. If it's like any trend that's been going on, I believe it's someone who's going to be very much against the FDA his whole life. Right. Exactly. Right. So like we're looking at some. You can see the ride, the rates. It's just, it's a yeah, steep, great radio. We have some graphs steep, for you. Steep inclines in numbers from, you know, nine, 1980. What does it say? There were. It's like it's a number. Uh, 400,000 cases in 1980, all the way up to now 2010, which is. Uh, but this is ages. A, this, is oh, this is ages 18 to 79. So this is that's adults. True. That's true. So this starts with adults. But now that's and that's the thing is that they wouldn't even. I don't even think they had figures. Here's the, we got the little kids Let's one. Try to distill it down to just the children. Yeah. Here. So you've got, you know, in the early 80s, like, no, no kids have it. And then now there's this huge, huge uh, group. And that's the other problem is our kids are getting huge. And we wonder, like, what's, what's going on? And we just haven't, I don't know, we just haven't educated them. That Jamie Oliver guy, he came to the United States and did a little show where he he asked kids, he showed them pictures and was like, what vegetable is this? They had no idea. San Francisco, I think, is a little different because we're a little more bougie and entitled and we like to be all organic and I'm rolling my eyes because, but it's good, right? Some of it gets a little bit too much. I know why you're rolling Yeah, yeah, but (laughs) the kids now know, I mean, they eat salads. Wow. Uh, Regular high school kids. But I, I think that San Francisco is a different little microcosmic right. area. And I also economically, I that's another thing. I also think that you have to put that economics. We're just, we're, we're, we still have those people, like the lady that gives her kid Fanta on the bus. Right. We still have that, you know. But I think also the fact of the matter is like our surroundings of people that do eat vegetables. We are in the garden garden bowl right basically yeah california's california yeah so if you like salads come to california yeah. <laughs> tossed we got all sorts of different leafy greens out here yeah and now the kale chips i love kale chips i love i make them all the time and make them for kids kids eat them so easy that's just it the potato chips and the kale chips for a kid it doesn't matter they're all salty and good and the the the, the thing is with training if, if the parents know well enough to start the kids off with a certain precedent and have an education behind it to know what to give the kids or not kids aren't going to know any difference they know when something tastes good or not and they also will just follow what the parent is directing so yes if you start introducing if you just start off the, the child's life with kale chips as opposed to potato the child's not going to know any difference he's probably going to create a ch- kale chips right exactly Right. I, I also I do feel though like with uh, President Cheeto. I mean, he's not the best example. Speaking of snack food. Exactly, because yeah. he looks like a snack food, right? I really, the Obama administration, Michelle Obama would. Oh, she went was out, great. Yeah, went Michelle. out with a program for uh, children to stop uh, childhood obesity. Yes. I'm just curious because looking at his, you know, his administration, most of those people don't look that healthy. Right, right. Um, obviously, don't, they don't live a healthy lifestyle because look how they are. Um, it's a safe assessment. Yeah. And it's just like seeing that administration compared to the Obama administration where I'm not going to say the Obama administration was healthy, blah, blah, blah. But just as observation, I, I feel like... Uh, President Cheeto has high cholesterol. <laughs> Probably. I he's not the best representation. Like I he's actually one of the most bigger presidents. Yeah, he's a he's a larger man. Yeah. yeah. Compared yeah. to I'm thinking about George W. Clinton, uh W or Bush Senior, Reagan, uh Carter, 
None of those guys were fat. Oh. Yeah, we got to go all the way back to Taft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Taft. Damn. Yeah. You're right. Well, and wow. Taft and Taft's administration wasn't even. It was mostly his wife that dealt with everything. I I was reading the secret history, secret lives of first ladies, and I'm just so upset that it came out two years ago, so that only Michelle's in it and not Melania, because I just it seems so funny. I just I want to see what like the sketch drawing of her as a first lady. I think she's the biggest joke of all. Her her campaign's going to be anti-bullying. That's going to be what she talks about. I don't. You know what? I don't even think they're going to give that to her now. They just want that bitch to be gone. She, you know, she's just in the. She, she, she didn't want to be there either. She was like, I don't want to be in the. I don't want to. I want to stay in my house. I don't want to go to the. To yeah, the, the White conventional house. wisdom is that Ivanka is going to be the sort of the number one lady in the White House. His real love of his life. <laughs> it, well, that's his daughter. Yeah. 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 One and the same. That's so. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, that's, uh, that's what. Uh, so we we on the AltaCast we have a new uh, a new news partner. Uh, which is Narl. They are pro- pro-choice group. So they sent me some stuff this week. Uh, and this is uh, a lifetime of Donald Trump, how to fight back against his Supreme Court pick. That happened yesterday that uh, Gorsuch was... Was he one of the, the ones that were on the short list, allegedly? He was, yeah, he was on a short list. And he's been... He's, he's 49 years old. He's the youngest to ever be nominated... Uh, for the Supreme oh, Court wow, Justice. Oh, wow, that's a security... Uh... And he also really wants to gut Planned Parenthood. Yeah, he's totally against um, Roe v. Wade. Ginsburg, please don't die. I know, right? God, yes. Please, <laughs> hold on. She's our only hope. Uh, on Medium, Narl pro-choice president Ilse Hogue lays out how Neil, Neil Gorsuch fits with Donald Trump's repeated promises to appoint Supreme Court justices who will overturn Roe v. Wade. She writes that Americans face an important question in light of yesterday's nomination. Will we be able to start digging out from the massive destruction that Donald Trump leaves in his wake in four years? Or will his agenda be enshrined for a lifetime through the highest court in our land? Gorsuch's view... Uh, is consistent with President Trump's governing philosophy, which perpetually looks backward to a time when America was great. Even if this vision of greatness means applying the social contract to the narrowest sets of stakeholders possible, traditionally men, traditionally white, and traditionally wealthy. What this philosophy does not do is incorporate the basic values of the framers, freedom, equality, and the right to self-determination, which, if they couldn't fully imagine the scope of the constituency that their founding document would aspire to protect. Uh, A Lifetime of Donald Trump, How to Fight Back Against His Supreme Court Pick. This was written yesterday. President Donald Trump has laid his cards squarely on the table. He's already started to make good on his odious campaign promises, from banning Muslims from entering our country to building a wall on our southern border, to denying women across the world life-saving information regarding their reproductive health care. And that's all just in the first week. Tonight, he announced his nominee for the Supreme Court. With this announcement, we face a question as Americans. Will we be able to start digging out from the massive destruction that Trump leaves in his wake in four years? Or will his agenda be enshrined for a lifetime in the highest court in our land? Our grandchildren will judge us on what we uh, do to determine the answer to this question. Nothing less than our democracy is at stake, and with it the fate of those who need the promise of the American dream of justice and equality now more than ever. Neil Gorsuch offers none of that promise. In fact, shortly after Justice Scalia's death, he offered the following interpretation of judicial purview. 
Judges should instead strive, if human, humanly and so imperfectly, to apply the law as it is, focusing backward, not forward, and looking to text, structure, and history to decide what reasonable reader at the time of the events in question would have understood the law to be. Ooh. Gorsuch's view is consistent with President Trump's governing philosophy, which perpetually looks backward to a time when America was great, even if this vision of greatness means applying the social contract to the narrowest set of stakeholders possible, traditionally men, traditionally white, and traditionally wealthy. What this philosophy does not do is incorporate the basic values of the framers, freedom, equality, and the right to self-determination, even if they couldn't fully imagine the scope of the constituency that their founding document would aspire to protect. Gorsuch's narrow approach to the law is most evident in his track record on abortion access and reproductive rights. Donald Trump has repeatedly promised to appoint justices who will overturn Roe v. Wade, and we must assume that Neil Gorsuch was chosen for his commitment to unraveling our most basic constitutional rights. His judicial decisions read like a laundry list of every excuse to deny women of their constitutional right to sovereign decision-making and self-determination that is fundamental to the American promise. Well, I mean, I guess if the founding fathers, it was about men, so they probably weren't even thinking about Roe v. Wade back then oh, and no. women's rights. All men are created equal. Right. They didn't say women. Well, they didn't see, yeah. We didn't get see. created equal until 1920. Uh, we still ain't equal. Uh, I'm a whoa man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a person. And here's the thing it, it's, this is why I'm glad, you know, I went to the Women's March. Oh, very good. You were here in San Francisco or did yeah, you go to DC? Here, here in SF. Um, and I'm glad that that was going on all over the world, but we also really need to get our shit together and write to our senators and, and tell them this is a choice that we have. You're dictating our bodies. If you as a Republican want small government, this is not what small government is. Right. This is the, reaching this, into all of our lives. Exactly. What, what you as a Republican, or those people Republicans, um, you 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 use the thing about freedom, but you're taking our personal choice away. Our personal freedom. Our personal I freedom. I have a joke about it, but I can't have a kid. I mean, I can have a kid, but I shouldn't have a kid, and it would be irresponsible for me to have a kid, both fiscally and emotionally, for everyone involved. Oh, yeah. For me, for the kid, for my boyfriend, for our living situation, for San Francisco as a whole, for the happiness <laughs> of all involved. <laughs> I should not have children for the happiness of my favorite bars and my bartenders. <laughs> Getting in trouble. I, I mean, I should not have children. I should be able to have the right that if something happens to me, I mean, thank God I have an IUD. But if I didn't, and I didn't even know about IUDs back in the day, but it, I mean, I, how could, it's this is the thing. How did they even elect him when he said he was going to ro roll back Roe v. Wade? How is this even possible? How, how, that's the thing that's making me crazy. How is it even possible that they can roll back human rights and say, I mean, He's a dude. How does he get to Maybe say anything roll, about my body? That means they can roll body. back the 13th Amendment, too. But, yeah, well, exactly. Way. If we're going to look back, are we going to bring slavery back? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. you laugh, but Jesus, it's, it's moving so fast and so forward, in the, or well, I should say backwards in this, so, in this regard. It's a legitimate thought and conversation piece to have. Can How we have Muslim slaves? will be we go, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can we have some slaves, please? This nationalist trend and this fascist sort of movement that's sort of brewing in the last few years, especially ignited by Trump's inauguration and uh, entering in the White House, has definitely caused for concern, in my oh. humble opinion. 
beyond concern. So scary. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I say this all the time now. Like, I talk about, I used to talk about living through the W era. Right. I will never talk shit about that era again. <laughs> Absolutely. So my 2004 self that was protesting the Iraq war and Afghanistan, I still like that person, but that person from that time, myself, needs to shut the fuck up. So much, so much as, to look forward to. Exactly. Compared to what I'm dealing with right now. This is insane. Really makes you wistful for the days of George W. Oh, I... And I never thought. Who thought? <laughs> Who'd have thought? That, that lovable scamp. Oh, yeah. man. Dick Cheney, Cara Rove. Oh, my God. The best thing to happen to his legacy was Trump in office. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> absolutely true. Uh, they made it. <laughs> the, here's a, Gorsuch's narrow approach to the law is most evident in his track record on abortion access and reproductive rights. Uh, I already read that one. Neil Gorsuch's nomination, th- it threatens not only to rob women of our most fundamental rights, but also to rip families apart because of where they were born, to just restrict our personal freedom to marry who we want, regardless of gender, and to criminalize people based on the religion they practice. Our lawmakers have a duty to make sure our next Supreme Court justice will preserve the role of the court as independent check on the runway excesses of our new administration. They have the duty to make sure our next Supreme Court justice will hold dear the importance of protecting the rights of all Americans. They must not confirm someone who will work to rewrite the Constitution to satisfy Donald Trump's agenda. Our Constitution gives us the right to make decisions about our own bodies and lives. It does not give politicians the right to substitute their own ideologies and beliefs for sound medical advice. Our constitution gives us the right to practice our religious faith freely. It does not give a racist regime the right to turn people away because they are Muslim. Our constitution gives us the right to a free and vigilant press. It does not give a wannabe dictator the rights to intimidate the media when they don't give him flattering coverage. The next Supreme Court justice should uphold these truths. We, the people, have to hold our administrative, uh, our representatives' feet to the fire when it comes to defending our rights and the Constitution that supports them. We have to support lawmakers who take action to prevent Trump from using his Supreme Court seat to consolidate his agenda. We have to tell our senators that we refuse to support a Supreme Court justice who is willing to compromise our personal freedoms, whether it's our right to access abortion or to marry the person we love. And we have the... I mean, marriage, whatever, but I mean, just because it's such a stupid contract anyways, and it's financial, but that's my own thing. I mean, and we have, but everyone, if if you guys want to do it, if you want to make that mistake, go ahead. Everyone has the right to make that mistake, to to combine their, their, to combine their finances with another person. You don't have, you don't have to enter that contract just to let you know there's enough. Anyways, this is not, this is my personal opinion, not this article. And we have to make sure that our leaders know their legacy is at stake when they make decisions about how far to let Trump push the envelope. If we deliver a unified message, we cannot be ignored. We must live out our values through daily acts of resistance. Pick up the phone and speak our minds. Call your senator and let them know that the majority of Americans did not vote for President Trump, and certainly not to use the Supreme Court to rewrite the Constitution. Here's all you need to say to get your message across. Senator. 
Please know that I support you and this most fundamental role of demanding a Supreme Court nominee who is truly committed to upholding the rights of all Americans and who will serve as a check and balances on this and all administrations. Please do everything in your power to protect the people and assure that bigotry is not enshrined in our land for a lifetime. The next four years will not be easy. President Trump already has the power to institute policies that will change our lives for the worse, but we cannot afford to elevate his dangerous ideology with a lifetime appointment to our nation's highest court. Amen. Wow. You know, the fact of the matter is I do appreciate that people all over the world are paying attention, especially what happened this past weekend with the whole ban. Oh, right. You know, it's so funny. It was just like I was reading um, in Huffington Post today. They were talking to Trump supporters in a small town in West Virginia, and they were talking about, well, I don't understand why so many people are against this. You know, there's some of them are terrorists. This whole thing about, you know, protecting us from these countries in which, by the way, all those countries that were selected did not have one terrorist act here and we have not had a terrorist act by any of those countries since 1975 wow oh by the way um the guys that flew the plane on 9-11 they're from saudi arabia and that country's good to go yeah exactly you know why a lot of oil a Uh, lot of money money. Um, and a trump tower or two in there too right yep Mm. oh yeah it's not people, suspicious at all. Oh, no. The thing is, people aren't getting... Some of these people aren't getting the big picture of how we're being conned into... This, this is a scary thing. It's the next four years, but the Supreme Court, if he's 49 years old, he's going to be on that till he's like 90. Forever. 50 years. The guy's going to be on there for 50 years. Unless someone gives him the Scalia. Yeah, right. <laughs> a pillow to the face. God. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> it's it's really scary. Now, here's the thing I don't understand. Why didn't Barack Obama get to do that in oh, December? because the Republic... It doesn't make sense to me, though, because... Because so Democrats the, played by the rules. It just, just he's been in... finger to them. He's been in office for a week and a half, and he already has his appointment for the Supreme Court justice, where Obama was in for eight years, and he didn't get to do it. I'm so confused. Well, I, I think also, I mean... Uh, yeah, he should have been allowed to. He should have been allowed there. to in December. He should have. This uh, seat Merrick should have been Garland. filled. Merrick Garland, yes. Merrick Garland was the gentleman who, um, you know, he he's very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, for both sides. Down the middle. Yeah, down the middle. That's fine with me. Um, I Could was looking be a for judge. the appropriate term, but I'm kind of stoned right now. <laughs> uh, but Wait yeah, I mean, the thing is, you want someone that is down the middle, that is not party affiliated. Right. You know, that is for the people's best interests, not your personal interests. But we are talking about Cheeto right. here. Here's some things that happened after he um, he announced it last night. Oh there were some oh tweets. Uh, anti-choice extremist group Operation Rescue applauds Trump's nomination of Gorsuch to the U.S. Supreme Court. In a statement, Operation Rescue said, We want to express our thanks to President Trump for nominating a man of such stellar quality as Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court, said Operation Rescue President Troy Newman. 
One of the reasons I endorsed Trump for president was because of the strong promises he made to pro-life leaders. Now, after less than two weeks in office, he is keeping those promises, and we are very encouraged. He has proved himself to be a man of his word, and we're looking forward to speedy hearings on Judge Gorsuch's nomination and urge the Senate to expedite his confirmation to the U.S. Supreme Court. Why is there a man in charge of that? Well, no, it's it's they're anti-abortion. They're I know, anti-choice. But you, would, you would think at least a woman that was anti-abortion that could understand. Why is this white dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, why why is he the one that? Well, here know. here's what he says. Operation Rescue's President Troy Newman has argued the biblical duty of a government rightly involves executing convicted murderers, including abortionists. That is that his goal is entirely to abolish abortion and has blamed abortion for everything from the 9-11 terrorist attacks to AIDS. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Sounds reasonable. Dude. He's blamed abortion for 9-11 and AIDS. AIDS? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Operation Rescue, President of the United States of America. Thank you for Neil Gorsuch. You were a man of your word. That's what they tweeted yesterday. Anthony Abortion. Got your mama's eyes and your daddy's cock In a few short years you'll be ready to rock my son And boy you'll have some fun You just came out of a pussy hole And you'll be back in one before you know young man You'll have more than you can stand And I never ever felt like this before And son Just wait All the pussy you will 